expression of sadness. A cry can also be an expression of fear. Praise the Lord. A cry can be an expression of being overwhelmed. Praise the name of the Lord. A cry can also be an expression of one surrendering him or herself. So it's an expression of surrenderedness. Praise the name of the Lord. Sometimes, somehow, in another way, a cry can also be an expression of joy. Amen? Hallelujah. A cry can be an expression of anger. There are some people when they are angry, they cry. They express themselves by crying. A cry can be an expression of our emotion. Praise the Lord. A cry can also be an expression of our state of confusion. You get to a point that you are, you are confused. You don't know what to do. You are at the confused junction. You are like, Lord, except you help me. And you are crying. Praise the name of the Lord. A cry can be an expression of confusion. Hallelujah. A cry. When we talk about a cry, the cry that will change, uh, cause a change, we're talking about the cry that will attract heaven. Praise the Lord. The cry that will attract the throne of God. Because cry has to do with your, both your spirit, it has to do with your soul, it has to do with your body. Praise the Lord. Anytime a person cries, that cries affects the spirit, the soul, and the body of that individual. So if you see a person shedding his sincere tears, it's not just coming from the physical eye, it's also what is from the inner man, your spiritual man. And it expressed the feeling of your soul. Praise the name of the Lord. And that is why anytime there is a cry, it's a call for attention. Anytime when there is a cry, it is a sign or a call for attention. An attention for help. Praise the Lord. An attention for a change. Praise the Lord. And these are the reasons why your cry attracts heaven. Take note of this. Your cry attracts the realm of the spirit. Your cry attracts God. And your cry attracts your fellow men. I must say it again. These are the reasons why your cry attracts heaven that is God Almighty. The angels and the atmosphere of heaven. Hallelujah. Your cry attracts Almighty God. Praise the name of the Lord. And also your cry attracts the realm of the spirit. Praise the Lord. Because whenever you cry, you are demonstrating, you are expressing to the heavenlies or to your uh, fellow human being or to the realm of the spirit that there is a problem, there is a need that you are sad, that you are emotionally moved or you need help or you are desperate, you are confused, one thing or the other, praise the name of the Lord. And may I say this to you, this God is faithful. The Bible says the very same God of heaven that number the ears of our head, this God is also capable to number the tears of our eyes this morning, praise the Lord. So when we talk about um, um, the, the cry that will change or that will cause a change, we're talking about a change in every area. Praise the name of the Lord. And I believe that when you cry this morning, God is going to cause a change for you in Jesus' name. The kind of cry that will change your life. I'm not talking about a cry because I remember several years ago, I used to know someone that when I visit them in their home and they're watching Nigerian movie, this lady will be crying. You know, she's emotionally moved. And, and anytime she sees sadness in the movie, she'll be, sometimes I have to tap her and say, sis, it's just a movie. Don't hurt yourself. Don't let that get into your, your emotion. Praise the Lord. There are people like that. There are women like that. There are men like that. They're talking, they're crying. Praise the name of the Lord. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the cry that is coming from your heart. 
the one that is affecting your spirit, the one that is as a result of a burden that you may be having, as a result of your desperation, your affliction, praise the name of the Lord. So when we talk about a cry for a change, I'm talking about a change that will affect your life. You are crying for the change that will affect your life. You are crying for the change that will affect your health. Praise the name of the Lord. You are crying for a change that God will change your spiritual condition. I'm talking about the cry that you cry that God will bestow or deposit his grace upon your life. The cry that will cause God to restore you spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, maritally in every area of your life we're talking about the cry that will cause the grace of god to be deposited upon your life the cry that will cause restoration the cry that will cause an encounter between you and god the cry that you cry that god will look at you and say you know what i must visit this man i must visit this woman jacob had an encounter with the lord when he cried unto the lord the cry that you will say god you must change my destiny you are god you must change my destiny the cry that will affect your family when you are on your knees while your husband may be sleeping or the children or maybe your wife may be sleeping and the children you are on your knees you are crying unto the lord for your family that is the kind of cry that i'm talking about the cry for god's intervention the cry for god's help the cry for god's mercy the cry for a change praise the name of the lord i believe that there's a need for us to cry unto the lord this morning when we look at the condition of our world in which we living in we look at all the challenges all the difficult moments we look at all the constraints and all the trials and all the hard time it is necessary for us to go to the lord crying pleading weeping and begging for a change in the name of the lord jesus christ so when we talk about the cry that will lead to a change we're talking about that cry that will go to god and you don't return back the same praise the name of the lord if you look at your bible from genesis to revelation you see there are men of god women of god there are people who cried for a change david was an example the bible says when they they were they they they, 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 they were out of town the bible says at ziklag the enemy came in and took everything away took their sons and their daughters and their wealth and their children and burned the land the bible says the men they wept until they could weep no more the bible says they have no more might to weep in other words they were out of breath out of strength and the bible says they cried unto the lord but eventually david the bible says encouraged himself in the lord so according to first samuel chapter 30 verse 4 the bible says david wept the men of war wept hallelujah you know there's a funny saying that they said that soldiers don't cry that's a lie they cry secretly men don't cry it's a lie men we cry secretly praise the name of the lord we are not like women that will show our tears all, all, all over the place. No, men cry. Soldiers cry. David cried. Hallelujah. According to 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 4. Praise the Lord. He cried because of a loss. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the men wept because of loss. Hallelujah. The Bible says a man of God uh, in the book of 1 Kings chapter 8 verse 11. When he thought about the death and what was going to happen to his people. The Bible says he wept. He wept because of the future he wept because he saw what was about to happen according to first kings chapter 8 verse 11 the man of god wept the bible also said that jesus wept according to saint john chapter 11 verse 35 jesus wept according to saint john 11 35 he wept for sorrow he wept because of the death of lazarus hallelujah in the book of revelation chapter 5 verse 4 god showed john the beloved a revelation about things to come and then god showed him a book 
that was supposed to be opened, but because there was no one that was qualified to open the book, to know about the future, to open the book, to understand the will of God, the revelation of God about what was supposed to happen, the Bible says John was weeping. Everyone else was weeping according to the vision, but the Bible says there was a word of encouragement, a word of exaltation that he should not weep anymore because the Son of Man, the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, was worthy to open the book. Hallelujah. Was worthy to open the scroll. So the Bible says that John wept, Jesus wept, David wept, King wept, the prophet wept. Hallelujah. And not only that, the Bible says Peter also wept. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 26, Matthew 26 verse 75, after he disappointed Jesus, after he lied that he didn't know Jesus, after he failed Jesus, he denied Jesus. The Bible says afterwards when he realized what happened, the cock crew, the Bible says that Jesus reminded him that before the cock crew three times, you will lie, you will deny me. He says, God forbid, but that eventually happened. So when this eventually was fulfilled, the Bible says Peter wept. He wept bitterly. Hallelujah. He wept bitterly. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible says in Matthew 26, 75, let's look at it there. The Bible says Peter wept bitterly because of his mistakes. So we see there are people that will weep because of their mistakes. There are those that will weep because of sorrow. There are those that will weep because of the future. There are those that will weep because of the circumstances around. There are those that will weep because of death. There are many reasons that will cause people to weep. But today we're talking about the cry, the cry that will cause a change. Matthew 26 verse 75, are we there? Look at it. The last verse is supposed to be. Hallelujah. It says, And Peter remembered the words of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crew, thou shalt deny me true. The Bible says, And he wept. He went out and wept how? Bitterly. He wept how? Bitterly. Hallelujah. That was a regret. That was a, 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 a weeping of what? Repentance. He was crying because of what he did. He, he 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 saw happen and the fulfillment of what jesus said and what he had done by denying jesus christ hallelujah he wept bitterly praise the name of the lord so we see instances of men and women that wept in the bible even jesus our lord on earth while he was human in the flesh the bible says he wept but let's look at the cry the kind of weeping that we're going to deal with today that will lead to a change look at the book of judges chapter 6 quickly that's our text, Judges chapter 6. Praise the Lord. I'm going to be teaching a lot this morning, so please don't mind me if I'm careful about slowing down a little bit. Hallelujah. Judges chapter 6. Thank you, Lord. Are we there? I'm going to be reading from verse number 1. Very interesting account. And I want you to follow me carefully. Verse 1 down to verse 12. You can follow through the entire account, but I'll just take uh, 12 verses by God's grace. It says, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Midianites seven years. Did you see that there? What happened? They did evil, and the Lord what? Delivered them into the hands of the what? The Midianites. Do you see that clearly? And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel, and because of the Midianite, the children of Israel made them the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. And so it was when Israel had sworn that the Midianites came up and the Amalekites and the children of the east 
even they came up against them. So the Amalekites, the Midianites, the children of the East, whenever the children of Israel had planted their crops, they made their garden, and it's about time for them to have their harvest. The Bible says that these people will come in and snatch everything away, beat them up, take advantage of them, embarrass and abuse them, and cause them to suffer and labor in vain, and they will take their wealth away. Praise the Lord. All their harvest they will take away. All of this came as a result of their sin that they committed. Praise the Lord. Verse number four. It says, and they encamped against them and destroyed the increase. You see that? They encamped against them. That is, they set trap. They, they attacked them, destroyed the, the increase of the earth, all the products uh, that they, they already harvested. They destroyed the earth till thou came unto Gaza and left, look at this, the Bible says, and left no sustenance, hallelujah, no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep, nor ox, nor ass. They cleared everything. Not just the crops, they took their oxen, they took their asses, they took their sheep, everything away, praise the Lord. Verse 5 says, and they came up with their cattle and their tent, hallelujah, and they came as grasshoppers, for multitude you see them the enemies came as grasshoppers for multitude for both they and their camels were without number wow and they entered into the land to destroy it and israel was greatly impoverished did you see that there these are god's people this was the condition of god's people they were greatly impoverished, impoverished because of the Midianites, praise the Lord. And the children of Israel, they did what? They cried unto the Lord. That is why we're going to look at this kind of condition of our lives. Maybe that is what you're going through. You're exposed to Midianite. You're exposed to the children of the East that were coming to take advantage of you or to hurt you. You have to cry unto the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the Bible says that the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. Hallelujah. And that is where we got our topic from. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because they have a reason. They cried because of the Midianites. Something happened. That the Lord sent a people unto the children of Israel which said unto them, Thus hear the Lord. Now the answer came. They cried unto the Lord. Then God answered them. They cried unto the Lord. Now God is revealing what was their problem. They cried unto the Lord. Then God is going to tell them the reason as to why the enemy continued to come in. The enemy continued to hurt them. The enemy continued to, to, to take advantage of them and, and take away all their wealth. Already the Bible says in verse 1 that they did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. And God delivered them into the hands of the Midianites. But God is sending men that, were going, that, that are going to reveal to them exactly what was their problem. Hallelujah. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianite that the Lord sent a prophet. Do you see that there? He sent a prophet unto the children of Israel, which said unto them, What did the prophet say? Thus said the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up. Look at this. I want you to take note of these details. There are seven major things that I want you to pay attention to. And we're going to get to that. He says, I brought you up from the from Egypt. And brought you forth out of the house of bondage. I deliver you out of the hand of the e e Egyptians. And out of the hand of all that oppress you. I draw them out from before you and gave you their land. And I said unto you, I am your Lord. I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. Hallelujah. But ye have not obeyed my voice. That is the problem. Disobedience. Sin. Praise the name of the Lord. 
Then the Bible says, And there came an angel of the Lord. Take note now, very interesting. There came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was in opera, hallelujah, that pertained unto Josh the Abyssalite, and his son Gideon, threshed with by the winepress to hide it from the Midianite. Praise the Lord. So Gideon was threshing, he was he was he was threshing with doing harvest and he was hiding them from the Midianite because usually the Midianite, the enemies, the Ammonites, they will come and attack them and take away all that they have. Praise the Lord. So now while he was busy doing this, he had an encounter. The angel of the Lord showed up. This is God Almighty that showed up in the form of an angel. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. He was doing this to hide it from the Midianite. Hallelujah. Verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him hallelujah and said unto him the lord is with thee thou mighty man of our law can you imagine this the man is under bondage and god is saying i am with you you are a mighty man of valor and gideon said unto him oh my lord if the lord be with us i love these questions underline this why then is all this befalling us and where be all his what his miracles which our fathers told us of saying did not the lord bring us up from egypt but now the lord had forsaken us praise the lord and delivered us into the hands of the midianite verse 14 and the lord looked upon him and said go in this dynamite in other words you don't understand what's going on but anyways you receive the power of god and go ahead to fulfill God's purpose. Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the end of the Midianite. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewithal shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianite as what? War man now i want us to pay attention very interesting account very very interesting because this i'm sure has been your personal experiences that you may be going through and some of the challenges that you have to deal with praise the lord because when we look at this account we realize that this man of god he asked a lot of questions that are very relevant for our time praise the lord very very necessary praise the lord the very first question that he asked was if god be with us why are we going through what we're going through that's number one. Number two, where are all the testimonies that they said, all the things that they have told us about that God is capable of doing, that God can do, or that God has done. Praise the Lord. But let's, let's pay attention to some details. Now, we realize from the beginning what was the problem, right? The problem was sin. They sinned against God. And then what eventually happened was that they cried unto the Lord now for help. Praise the Lord. And God sent a prophet. The prophet came and explained to them what was going on. And by God's grace, Gideon had an encounter as to what was going on and he asked a question unto the Lord. Now, take note. I showed you something very carefully from verse 6 down to verse uh, 9 and 10. That there were a lot of things that God did for them. Because somehow, 
the reason why I'm saying this is because you may have a mindset that maybe God, God was very hard on them or God was not nice to them or, or why would God, if he's that good, if he's that powerful, if he's that loving, why would he allow this to happen? That's number one. Number two, I'm going to show you these things. Why? Because of the question also that Gideon asked. Gideon said, where are all the miracles that our forefathers told us about? That's number one, right? Number two, if God be for us, why would all this happen to us? Those are two very, very major questions that you and I always struggle with, that the atheists are struggling with, that people out there, outside of the church, beyond this forward, they struggle with this. If God be God, why are we going through what we're going through in the world? If God be God, why are we suffering like this? If God be God, why, why would he help us? If he, 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 they said he did miracle, he did that, but we're not seeing it. Praise the Lord. There was a problem. You see, let me say this to you. Before you query the integrity of God, the very first thing you do, you must query yourself. I'm going to say that again, or maybe three times. Before you take a step to query the integrity of God, the very first thing you ought to do is to query your very self. God will never fail, will never lie, will never sin against anyone. Praise the Lord. Anytime there is a problem, don't query the integrity of God. Firstly, attack yourself. Firstly, investigate yourself. Query yourself. Inquire from yourself. Where did I go wrong? Where is the problem? Or what was the mistake? Because look at the few verses from verse um, um, 7 down to verse 10. It shows us seven things that God did. Number one, he says that God brought them out of Egypt. Was it not the goodness of God and the power of God that brought them out of Egypt? Yes. Number two, he says that God delivered them from the house of bondage. Verse 7 to verse 10 is there. Praise the Lord. Number 3, he said that God caused deliverance from the hand of the Egyptians. Do you see that there? Number 4, he said that God delivered them from all of their oppressors. Did you see that there too? Praise God. Number 5, he said that God drove their enemies that were before them. Did you see that there also? Number 6, he said that God gave them the land that don't, don't, doesn't belong to them. Did you see the goodness of God? And then finally, number seven, God says, I am your God. So all of these things that God had done to them, and God has done for them, and God has been doing through them and with them, Gideon forget about them. And that is one thing that normally happens to us as humans. We always look at what God has not done yet. We always look at our present condition, and we ignore all the goodness of God yesterday. We totally forgot about all that he has accomplished through us, for us, with us, and in us over the years. Praise the Lord. So before you ever attempt to query the integrity or the sovereignty of God, firstly ask yourself these few questions. What has he done for me before? What is he doing now? So I'm not asking you to cry a cry for a change and that cry become a, a hypocritical cry, a pretentious cry, a, a cry that is, not, that is not to the glory of God. You must be considerate. God already helped these people before. And he still helping them. And the reason why he gave them up is because of their sins. Their sin of idolatry. If you read the entire account, you will see after God helped Gideon, God told him to go to his father's house and go to the land and destroy Baal. That was the idol that he had there. Praise the Lord. Destroy their images. Destroy their groups and everything. Praise the Lord. Which shows that there was an idol in the land. 
Maybe in your personal life, there's an idol that is standing your way. There's an idol that is standing between you and God. Or maybe there's a level of sin that is standing between you and God that is hindering God from doing what he's supposed to do. Or maybe that has betrayed you and has caused you to be exposed to your enemies. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So the Bible said that God showed up through the servant. Hallelujah. The prophet spoke to them and said, this is the problem. Your problem is the problem of sin. Your problem is the problem of iniquity. Your problem is the problem of idolatry. You people are involved in idol worship. You people are involved in things that doesn't glorify God. And these are the reasons why God exposed you. Now let me show you something. The Bible says something in the book of Isaiah chapter 59. Let's go there first. Let's, 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 let's begin to deal with some major issues. We're, we're not even going into the text yet. Isaiah 59. Let's deal with some major issue. Hallelujah. Look at some of the obstacles, the hindrance. The thing that, that actually stood their way. Hallelujah. Are we there? Isaiah 59 verse 1 down. You can read the entire account also. It showed you a lot of reasons as to why the enemy will show up and, and, and afflict a person. Look at verse 1 and verse 2. It said, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot what? Neither his ears heavy that it cannot hear. So God has no problem. But there's a problem. And the problem is your problem, not God's problem. The problem is our problem, but not God's problem. Praise the Lord. It says, but your what? Your iniquities have separated between you and your God. Praise the Lord. And your sins have what? Have hid his face from you. That he will not what? Hear. Did you see the problem there? Your iniquity did what? Separated you from your God. Your sin hid his face. You remember when we were studying from the book of I think, um, Ezekiel last week. Ezekiel chapter 33. You remember that account? That the Bible says the people came with their trespasses. They came with their iniquity. They came with their idols. You remember that? Last week Sunday. We talked about your prayer, your what? Your trap. Hallelujah. They came with their idols unto the Lord. And God says he's going to answer them according to the multitude of their what? Their idols. Hallelujah. Now that is worst. Let me just permit me to use a physical graphic illustration it is graphic don't mind me but it is relevant for this message now imagine you you have a gun you have a rifle you have the gun right and you are pointing that gun towards the police officer and you are running towards the police officer you are saying help 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 what do you think the police officer is going to do you have a gun you are pointing the gun towards the police officer you are running towards the police officer and say help help what do you think that this guy will help himself first before he help you and what's the way he's going to help you? It's to shoot it down. Thank you very much. Do you know that that is exactly what we do to God? God hates sin. But we hold the sin and we are running to God and say help. God hates what? Idols. The Bible says we should worship no other God besides him. But we still hold on to our idols and we're running back to God. You're going to get hurt. You're definitely going to get hurt. We have our iniquities. The Bible says we put our iniquities in front of our faces and we don't want to let it go. And we're running to God and say, help, help. You cannot, listen, you cannot put gas and fire in the same place. There's going to be an explosion and there's going to be what? Death. Somebody's going to suffer it. When we do that, we're insulting the, insult, uh, the, the inter integrity of God. When we do that, we're abusing the sovereign counsel of God. Praise the Lord. And these are the reasons why many people get hurt. So we see it is almost the same thing that was happening here. The Bible says because of their iniquity, their idols, God gave them up to the Ammonite. God gave them up to, to the Midianite. And they were there while they labored and they suffered. Anytime they want to harvest, the enemy showed up. Maybe that is your case. 
Anytime you want to excel in life, the enemy show up and betrayed you and abuse you and hurt you. And you're wondering, God, why is this? Hallelujah. They still worship Baal as their idol, but they want God to help them. Praise the name of the Lord. So you see, Isaiah 59 verse 1 and 2 says that. Ezekiel 33 verse 3 says the same thing. Joshua chapter 7 verse 11 to verse 12 says the same thing. Hosea chapter, 66, uh, 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 chapter 5 verse 6 says the same thing. And the book of Psalm 66 verse 18. In fact, Psalm 66 verse 18 says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not what? Hear me. That is Psalm 66 verse 18. Look at Joshua. Let's go to Joshua quickly. Joshua chapter 7. Let me show you all of these things because this was the problem. So let's don't just skip it. Let's, let's actually deal with it before we proceed. Joshua chapter 7. Are we there? Verse number 11 to 12. Joshua 7. Are we there? 11 to 12. And Israel had sinned. Do you see that there? And they have also transgressed my covenant. Do you see that there? Which I commanded them. For they have even taken, look at this, they have taken of the accosting and have also stolen, praise the Lord, and dissembled also, hallelujah, and they have put it even among their own stuff. The thing that they stole from the battlefield, they put them in among their own stuff that God told them they should have destroyed. Verse 24, see what's going to happen. God says, therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies. That is why you cannot stand before your enemy at times. They could not stand before their enemies, but turn their back. How? Before their enemies, because there is a reason. Because they were what? They were accursed. Why were they accursed? They have the accosting that they stole from the enemies. Hallelujah. Because they were accursed, neither will I be with you anymore, except you destroy the what? The accursed thing from among you. Do you see that there? So it was the same reason why these people were crying for help and there was no help. And it's as if there is no way out. It's as if that, I mean, God is powerless. No, God is not powerless. It's as if, oh, the miracle and the, 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 the signs and wonders that their forefathers told them about was a lie. No, it was a true thing that happened. God delivered them. Some of them were not there. This was another generation. But God really helped them. God divided the Red Sea. God fed them with manna from above. But they cannot see what their, their forefathers experienced. Why? Because of sin. Praise the name of the Lord. In the book of um, 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 Genesis chapter 4, verse 4 to verse 7. You remember what happened to, to Cain and Abel, right? The Bible says God came to Cain. Hallelujah. And spoke to him before he slay his brother. And God warned him. He says, if you made an offering, you made a sacrifice unto me. He says, I am ready. I am willing to answer, to, to respond, to hear you. He said, but the reason why I cannot respond, he says, there is sin that lies at your door. He said, there is a problem of sin there. He said, your offering is not pure. Your offering is not perfect. He said, there is a problem there. He says, there is sin that lies at thy door. Now, take note of this. God was revealing to Cain what was his problem. But instead of Cain, God told him already, he says, sin lieth at thy door. You will see that there. Genesis chapter 4, God says, sin lieth at thy door. Verse 4 to verse 7. But instead of Cain, make an amendment and made it right and cry unto the Lord and repent. He went ahead and killed his brother. So before he killed his brother, God already warned him. It was not after he warned him that he killed his brother. No. Read the account carefully. You discover that God warned him before he went out there and killed his brother. So the brother was not the problem. It was out of anger and jealousy. His problem was himself. 
It was not his, uh, his brother that causes God not to hear his cry or accepted his sacrifice. No, it was his sin. God said, sin lieth at thy door. Let's look at Hosea chapter 5, verse number 6. Hosea chapter 5, verse number 6. Hallelujah. Am I blessing you this morning? Hosea chapter 5. Minor prophet, Hosea chapter 5. Thank you, Lord. Verse 6. Are we there? Chapter 4, 5. Are we there? Hallelujah. Are we there now? Verse 6. It says, they shall, it says, they shall go with their flocks. Praise the Lord. They shall go with their flocks and with their herds to seek the Lord. Take note of this. They will go out there to seek the Lord. But they shall not find him. Why? They shall not find him because he had what? He had withdrawn himself from them. Can you imagine that? Fearful. Scary. So sometimes... You are binding the devil. I tell you, listen to this now. Listen, let me say this. God forbid if I will defend the devil. I hate the devil the way God hates him. Praise the Lord. He's the reason for all this mess in our world. Hallelujah. But let's stop validating the devil. Let's stop glorifying the devil. Let's stop exalting the devil. Let's stop ascribing things unto the devil that doesn't belong to the devil. Oh, it's the devil that is causing this. Oh, it's the devil this. Oh, the devil is bad. Oh, oh, the devil is evil. Oh, look at what he has done. Oh, the devil is causing this. Oh, Lord, help us. Oh, the devil is... No, it's not about the devil. 99% of the things that we are going through has to do with ourselves or our relationship with God. Praise the Lord. Now look at this. The Bible says God says He will not, He will not, He will not even come close. Why? Because even though they come with their sacrifice, they came with all that they wanted, they, they were seeking the Lord. The Bible says the Lord was not there. Praise the name of the Lord. God decided not to be with them. So sometimes you are going for deliverance, you think you needed deliverance. It's a lie, it's a deception. That might not be a deliverance case. Sometimes you're going there and you say, oh, well, I need an anointing that the man of God will anoint me. It's a lie. It's not a case of anointing. It's not everything is deliverance. It's not everything that is caused by demons. It's not everything that is, I mean, no, you, you just have to have common sense. You have to have wisdom. You see, most of the problem that we're struggling with, especially us Africans, it's not a demonic problem. It's not a spiritual problem. It's a wisdom problem. Wisdom problem. Common sense. God eventually revealed to us right from Judges chapter 1 verse 1 says, uh, chapter 6 verse 1 says that because of their sin, because of their iniquity, it was God that gave them up to the Midians and the Amalekites. And then when they didn't get to understand it, God sent a prophet to them to tell them how God has helped them, but because of their idol and their iniquity, God gave them to these enemies. Now take note now. After all this, the Bible says, God showed up to a man to help them. Why? Because they cried unto the Lord. Let's go back to the account. Judges chapter 6. Am I blessing you this morning? To God be the glory. The Bible says they cried unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at it twice. The Bible says they cried unto the Lord. Are we ready? Chapter 6. Verse 6. And Israel was greatly impoverished. They were suffering. They were greatly, they were not just impoverished. The Bible says they greatly impoverished. Hallelujah. Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. That's the right thing that they did. They didn't bind the devil here. Did you see binding the devil? They didn't go for deliverance there. Did you see deliverance there? 
oh they didn't go for 100 prayer and miracle signs and wonders fasting and and, and breakthrough service is that what we see there no there is time for breakthrough service there's time for prayer there's time for deliverance there's time for fasting there's time for the word of god there's time to apply wisdom the bible says they act wisely by what crying unto the they didn't go for anointing to a man of god they cried unto the lord that is what we should be doing the church has failed to go back to god we have failed to run to god we're running to all kind of men that we call men of god and we ignore the god of the man we are going to all prophets of god and we ignore the god of the prophet we are going to all anointed men of god and we ignore the god that anointed the men the Bible said they cried unto the Lord. Look at it. Verse 7. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. Because they cried unto the Lord. Look at God response to them. That the Lord, because they cried unto the Lord. The Bible says because of the Midianite. That the Lord sent a prophet now. That is when God sent a prophet. But you don't cry to God. You are going to the prophet yourself. That is why the prophet will profess, uh, prophesy lies to you. You're making them what? False prophet. He sent a prophet unto them. Thus said the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up out of Egypt. Praise the Lord. I brought you up from the house of bondage. I delivered you out of the hands of the Egyptians and out of the hands of all the, that oppress you and drove them out from before you and gave you their land and said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the God of the Ammonites in whose land you dwell, but ye have not obeyed my voice. God is saying this is the problem again. You don't obey, obey my voice. But look at this. God is such a merciful, loving father. Because he heard the cry of their pain. He heard the cry of their suffering. He heard the cry of their, of, of, of their predicament, the, the torture that they were going through. The Bible says God showed up to one man called Gideon. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God showed up to Gideon. And the Bible says God said unto him, Thou mighty man of valor. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Look at verse 11. This was God himself, right? But he showed up in an angelic form. It's called theophany. Sometimes God appears like an angel, appears like a man. Hallelujah. God has the right to appear in whatever way he chooses to appear. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, verse 11, And there came an angel of the Lord, that is God himself, and sat under an oak, which was in Oprah, that pertained unto Josh, the Abyssalite, and his son Gideon, hallelujah, his son Gideon, threshing with by the winepress to hide it from the Midianite. Can you imagine this? Now, something that God said that baffles my mind when I read this account. Look at this. And the angel of the Lord, that is God himself, that appeared unto him, hallelujah, the Bible says the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Wow. This is one thing that baffles my mind. And let me, let me, help, let me help you. In our Christian faith, take note of this. It doesn't matter your condition. It doesn't matter the, the present uncomfortable position that you find yourself. The condition or the uncomfortable position that you find yourself. Listen to this now. The plan of God for your life doesn't change. Do you understand that? The will of God for your life doesn't change. Listen, if God has decided that you are going to be a pastor, you say, oh, I want to be a doctor, go ahead throughout your life and be a doctor. Even when you die, you appear before God. You're never going to appear as a, a doctor. You appear as a pastor. 
Praise the Lord. If God said you are going to be a, a teacher, and you say, no, I don't want to be a teacher. I want to be a soccer player. Go ahead and play all the soccer and then make all the millions of dollars you want to make. When you appear before God, you're not going to appear as a soccer player. You're going to appear there as a teacher because that is what God designed you to be. Now, take note, what is sudden and what is, what is it that shocks me the most in this account is that the man was in pain. They were in pain. The man was a grinder. Look at this. The Bible says, what was he doing? He was making wine. He was doing the wine press with all his strength. God referred to him as a mighty man of valor. So the might, the strength that he was supposed to use to defeat their enemies, what was he using it to do? He was grinding. <laughs> he was making wine. He was working at the wine press. So that is what we normally do. We waste our potentials. Praise the Lord. What we normally do, we are using what God gave to us to do the wrong thing for the right mission and it's not working. Praise the Lord. It's like what we, we normally say, you are doing the right thing for the wrong purpose or you are doing the wrong thing for the right purpose. It's still not going to work. Praise the Lord. So in the eyes of God, God says, thou mighty man of valor. But what was the mighty man of valor doing? He was pressing wine. He was busy doing the wrong thing until God, listen to this now. Most of the time, let me say this to you. When we allow sin to encroach our lives, we will be blinded about our destiny. We will be deceived concerning our calling. You will not be able to know your true identity. You will be operating below your potentials. You will not be able to maximize your, your potentials. And so you, you end up being, being, being in mediocrity and you begin to wonder, why am I doing this? You know yourself that this is not real. You know yourself that this is not you. You know yourself that this is not your status, but you find yourself doing what you ought not to be doing. Why? Because of the bondage of sin. Praise the Lord. So the Bible says, God said to him, Thou mighty man of valor. And I was wondering, mighty man of valor, yet in bondage. Mighty man of valor, yet in prison. Mighty man of valor, yet the Ammonites and the, the, the Midianites will come and bully them. Mighty man of valor. Mighty man of valor, but he was among those that the Bible says was greatly impoverished, and yet he was a mighty man of valor. Mighty man of valor, and yet he was one of those that look at it. The Bible says he was making these things, and in, in secret, he was hiding from the enemies that he's supposed to have defeated. That God already, even before he was born, God already put it in his design, in his in his in his in his in his archive that this man is the deliverer. Praise the Lord that would destroy this Ammonite and this uh, Midianite, but yet at this particular time he was hiding stuff from them. He was running away from them. He was he was he was trying to secure things from them, of which these are the very same people that he's supposed to destroy. Let me tell you something. One of the greatest battles that we face in this life is the battle of sin. Praise the Lord. If you can deal with your life, you deal with sin. You have nothing to do with the devil. The devil has to have nothing to do with you. If you can conquer sin in your life, if you can and destroy sin in your life, there is nothing. Jesus said, the prince of this world cometh and he find nothing in me. Sickness has no power over you. Attack from the kingdom of darkness have no power over you. Which is a wizard will have no power over you. Nothing will be, listen, nothing will be there to control or enslave you. Why? Because you have conquered what should conquer you. Praise the Lord. So the Bible here says that the Lord said you are a mighty man, but the problem is you are under what? Oppression. You are greatly impoverished. You are still suffering because of the sins 
in your father's house because of the, 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 the God that they worship, which was Baal, because of the idolatry that was going on. Now, take note of this now. This is why you should be conscious of the people that you associate yourself with, the family that you belong to, the community that you engage in. Because if there is a cause in that community, it will affect you if you're part of it. If there is a cause in your family, that cause will also affect you. What you have to do is to separate yourself spiritually. It's to break the covenant, to break the bondage. Let's say if there's an idol that they have in that household or within that family that they worship and they make mention of your name always. They've already dedicated you to that idol and now you're a child of God. You're born again. You're Holy Ghost. You're sanctified. You're speaking in tongues and yet the idol is speaking against you. You still have a problem. You have to go there, cancel it, destroy like what God instructed Gideon to do. Destroy everything he did. Destroy everything. Praise the Lord. Separate yourself from them and there you'll be free. Hallelujah. So that nothing else will be speaking against you or coming after you. So the Bible clearly says that God said to him, Thou mighty man of valor. This was a word from God. God was giving him an assurance of his status. God was validating the position of this man, his life. If God tells you you're a mighty man, who will tell you you are, you are, you are a weakling or, or you're a loser or you're a failure? Nobody would. No, no, nobody dare to attempt you. Why? Because if God has said yes, no one will say no. Do you understand me? So when God said to him, that mighty man of valor, look at what the man said. <laughs> He said, and Gideon said unto him, that is to the Lord, Oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befalling us? Let's deal with this first question. If God is with us, why are we going through what we are going through? If God is with us, why am I suffering? If God is with us, why is it that I, 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 I'm, still, I'm still behind the limelight? If God is with us, why is it that, that I, I always fall and rise and fall and rise and fall and rise? Hallelujah. If God is with us, why am I having the problem that I'm having? Listen to this now. God opened the man's eyes for Gideon to see and know his true identity. God is saying, your true identity is that you are a mighty man of valor. But Gideon lived that and he goes back and asks God, if this is the case, you are with us and the mighty or whatever you are saying, Lord, why? May I say this to you? If you did read your Bible very carefully, you discover that there were two men, two men in the Bible that saw an angel. They saw God and they were not afraid. Number one was Jacob. He wrestled with God. He was not afraid. And then number two was Gideon. In fact, Gideon was not, just, he was not only not afraid, the Bible says he was squaring the integrity of this angel. Whatever God has said. May I say this to you? Sometimes there are some suffering that you go through. There are some difficult moments that you go through. There are some hard times that you go through. Even if God is speaking to you, you might not even care. Why? Because of what you are going through. You have already given up. Some of you that are watching, under the sound of my voice, you are going through what Gideon is going through or was going through. If God be God, why, why is it that he allowed me to go through this? M many of you have given up on God. Many of you felt so disappointed. Many of you, in fact, you don't just feel disappointed or give up. You are angry. You are bitter against God. Because of what you've gone through. Maybe you lost a very good job and now you are angry. You lost your husband or lost a wife or lost a house or you lost your business. You see, I remember I used to fast and pray. I used to do this. I used to do that. And all of this and that, that, that you're explaining. You're bringing the history of your life. And you say, why would God allow this to happen to me if God loves me and if God cares? 
Praise the name of the Lord. He got a revelation about his life. God says he will be with him. Hallelujah. He says, thou mighty man of valor. He was mighty but ignorant. That was his problem. He was mighty but powerless. He was mighty but fearful. He was a coward. He was mighty but yet been embarrassed by the enemy. He was mighty but always been defeated and in hiding. Praise the name of the Lord. He had an excellent future. And yet, he was bound because of the sin of his father's house. Praise the Lord. That's so why at this time he had to query God. He says, but God, uh, look at it. He says, he says, and Gideon said unto him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, if God be with us, why then is all this befalling us? And where be all the miracles which our fathers told us of? God, if you are with us, why are we going through this? God, listen to this now. Let me give you three reasons, three reasons as to why. You may be going through, or maybe more, but I'll just give you three reasons. Number one, it may be that you are going through what you are going through because of sin. That's number one. Number two, it may be that you are going through what you are going through to the glory of God, to glorify God. There are times God will just permit to some people, God will permit all of that, that you go through all of that, not because he's wicked, take note, but to glorify himself. You remember there was a man that was born blind. And they asked Jesus. They said, sir, was this man born blind because of the sin of his parents? No, Jesus said no. He said, but to the glory of God. Hallelujah. And then number three, number three, is for you to become a testimony to our world. That you will be a testimony to our world. Do you know what Job went through? Do you know the challenges that Job went through? And all the trials and difficulties. And now look at it. Job is an encouragement to each and every one of us. Job is a testimony to each and every one of us. Imagine if Job had decided not to go through that or he had given up. And now when we read about Job, that encourages us, that empowers and strengthens us. And say, if Job went through this and his case was worse, he lost his children, he lost all his wealth, and to the extent that his health also was put in jeopardy. He lost his wealth, health, children, his destiny, everything seems to be, to be, to be gloomy and, and dark. And it's like everything is dying, going down to the dream. And God showed up and says, I will give you double for your trouble. Now we have learned that God is faithful in the midst of trials. We have learned that there was a man by the name of Job that was faithful. He got to the point, he said, though he slay me, yet I will still serve him. Can you imagine that? The man was faithful to God in the midst of his negative experiences. So his life is a testimony. So God will allow you to go through certain things to glorify himself. God will allow you to go through certain things because of sin. And God will allow you to go through certain things so that your life will be a testimony. There are many more, but those are just three major ones that I want to point out. Hallelujah. So whatever you are going through, don't query the integrity of God. Whatever you are going through, don't blame God. Whatever you are going through, listen to this. Listen to this. The Bible says something in the New Testament, not even the Old Testament. It says, everything worketh together for good to them that love God, even to them that are called according to his purpose. So if anything negative showed up in your life, anything negative showed up, listen, God will glorify himself in that thing. He is able to turn that thing around to his own glory. The Bible says, it worketh together for good to them that what? that loved him. Do you love God this morning? Are you a lover of God this morning? If you're a lover of God, it doesn't matter what the enemy will do or has done, things will be turning around to the glory of God and it will be for your good in Jesus' name. 
I say it will be for your good in Jesus name. Listen to this now. The Bible says the people cried unto the Lord. God heard them. And God heard them. He got to this man and he spoke to this man and he was going to use this man to bring deliverance. So the man, when God was speaking to the man, listen to this. Let me reveal another thing to you now. Hmm. This is out of, out of, is out of what I prepared, but this is just something that the Lord is just depositing in me. Every time you cry unto God, now open your eyes and pay attention. This is very sensitive. God will not jump over the sky to come meet you because you cannot handle his presence. He's too big for you. He's too powerful. He will kill you. His presence alone will kill you. Even the entire universe cannot contain the presence of God. He has to exclude himself in a separate place because his presence alone can terrify the whole universe. Hallelujah. And that is why God came down as a human in the form of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Now, anytime you ask God for help, God will use a person. He will use a man. God always uses a person. So don't ignore people. Learn to honor and respect people. You don't, don't take people for granted. Don't, don't just treat people anyhow. God can use the relevant or even the irrelevant. In fact, the Bible says in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, I think it's chapter 1 or so, it says God used the what? The foolish things to confound the wise and the prudent. You can see a sister that comes to church and look funny and you don't know that she's a millionaire or you don't know that whatever you are praying for is the one that God is going to use to give it to you. Or otherwise, God can use somebody to bring contact or connection because someone knows someone that knows someone that knows someone that knows someone that will bring a help to you. So they cried, but God picked out Gideon. Remember what happened? Israel was in bondage in Egypt. They cried and God picked out who? Moses. God is not going to use everybody at the same time. If he wants to do it, he can do it. But he's, 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 he's very disciplined in his decision. So God eventually chose to use this man by the name of Gideon. Now, when God was about to use this man, Gideon, Gideon was querying the integrity of God. Now pay attention. The reason why I say you should pay attention to this is this. God may have touched somebody to answer your cry, to meet your need. But the miracle is with that person. Now, take note of this now. If that person is not willing to make a move to do what God already assigned him to do for you, you have an issue. Praise the Lord. So that is why I take note. Whenever you pray, also pray, God, whoever you're going to use, destiny helpers or whoever you are going to touch to help, Lord, touch their heart that they may move in obedience, that they may respond right away, that they will not delay. God may have touched your heart. God may have touched somebody to be a blessing to this church. And the person is still there looking at us. Maybe come online and watch us when we're looking at uh, we're preaching and teaching and all that. They are learning from us, but they are still delaying our miracle. They are still depriving us. Praise the Lord. And they are still they're acting. They, God already touched them. Say, give this church 30000 Give this church 40000 Give this church $50,000. They are in need. But the miracle is already there with that person. And yet the person is delaying and denying us from the miracle. That is how it works. You read your Bible. I wish I had time. I would have explained that to you. The people were in need. They were with Jesus for three days. And there was a boy that has what the entire crowd need. Five loaves of bread and what? Two fish. And that was what God uses to bless them. Praise the Lord. The people had a marriage in Canaan and Jesus was there. And it was Mary that said they had need of wine. That was the first miracle of Jesus. Praise the Lord. The people did not recognize Jesus. They didn't bother with Jesus. It was Mary that told them. She told them the secret. Hey, my son can do it. Praise the Lord. 
So as I said, somebody knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that will bring you your answer. And then Jesus was like, what's going on, mother? It's not my time. My time is not yet. And then the woman, she doesn't even care. She said, whatever he says, you do it. And Jesus said, okay, go and borrow some vessels and pour water in and that's it. You remember also the woman, the husband was a prophet. In the Old Testament, the Bible says the, the, the man was so much in debt that the debtors were coming to take the children away as collateral. Elijah went there and she, she explained the situation and she said, what do you have? He said, I only have a, a pot of oil. She said, go to your neighbor, borrow not a few. So the pots that she came with was not hers. The pots were not hers. She borrowed them. Hallelujah. Jesus also borrowed the boat of Peter. Hallelujah. To perform miracles and to preach. So there's someone somewhere that God has connected your destiny or your miracle. This is why I listen to this now. Be careful the way you treat people. Because your destiny might be connected to them or their destiny may be connected to you. Praise the Lord. So Gideon was the one that God decided to handpick for the answer of the cry of these people. And while God was discussing with Gideon, take note now, nobody knew what was going on. The people did not know what was going on. They did not even know that God has come with an answer. They did not know that God has handpicked a man as a solution. They did not know that God has found a way out. They were still complaining and asking for help, crying unto the Lord. God was negotiating with Gideon. Now, God was completely focused on Gideon, even though Gideon was a little bit skeptical, reluctant, and angry, and he was trying to sort of like adapt the integrity of God, put it that way. Because of the cry of the people, God was persistent to Gideon. Because if you look at what Gideon said to God, he asked God, he brought a, a cotton wool, placed it on top of a mountain, and he said, if you are God, and if you are the one sending me, do this, do that. The Bible says the Lord stretched his staff, and the thing caught, caught fire. Not only that, he continued. On, he, in fact, he tried God two times. The man was, listen to this man. The man was so stuck, he was so stuck in his bondage that he find it difficult to just believe God easily. I'm going to say it again. He was so stuck in his bondage, in his suffering, to the extent that not only that he quoted the integrity of God here in verse 13, but the Bible says, if you look at verse 15, if you look throughout the account, you will see how many times he asked God to do certain things. On the mount, God did. At one time, God said, you know what? Me and you were not going to be talking like this. God, The Bible says God disappeared. And then he was just hearing the voice of God. Now God was giving him instruction. Oh, yeah. He appeared to him. He was talking to him. And he says, okay, if you, you really want me to do this, and then I'm going to put this wool on top of the, the, the mountain, and I'm going to make a sacrifice. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do all the things that he, he did that twice. And God caused fire to come. And the thing consumed he asked that the, the wool must, must be dry the wool was dry and then the mountain everywhere was wet and then another way there, he says for the last time sir for the last time sir please don't mind me and god says okay he says now i know the wool is dry and then the mountain is wet now let the mountain be wet everywhere but let the wool be dry god did that also and god says you know what he disappeared the bible says god began to speak to him now through audible voice but he could not see him why the man was he was so he was so so stuck in his bondage he was so stuck in his pain in his suffering that he finds it difficult to easily believe god many of us are out there maybe you're watching me or maybe those of us here in the house right now you have struggled to believe god by faith you have struggled to trust god 
And so even now, your tears that you are shedding, you are weeping not in expectant that God will change the con your condition or the situation, but you are weeping because of the pain that you are going through. Hallelujah. The Bible says that one time the children of Israel, according to Ezra chapter 9, verse 15, hallelujah, and Ezra chapter 10, verse 1, the Bible says that the children of Israel, they wept, they wept so, they cried unto the Lord because of their sin. Look at it, Ezra, let's go to the book of Ezra, praise the Lord. Don't mind me, let's see that quickly. Ezra, chapter 9, thank you Lord. Chapter 9, I'll read verse 15 and chapter 10, verse 1. Look at what happened there. How they cried unto the Lord also. 9.15. O Lord God of Israel, thou art righteous. You see, they say God is righteous, right? For we remain yet escaped. <laughs> they were still in bondage. We remain yet escaped as it is this day. Behold, we are before thee in our what? In our trespasses. You see that there? They, these people, they are smart. They knew that sin was the problem. We are before thee with our trespasses. Look at what they said. For we cannot stand before thee because of this. What is the this? Their trespasses, right? Verse 9, uh, verse 1 of chapter 10. Now move over from chapter 9, verse 15 to chapter 10, verse 1 of the same book of Ezra. It says, Now when Ezra had prayed, look at this, and when he had confessed, weeping, and casting himself down before the house of God, that is asking for mercy and repenting on behalf of the nation, there assembled unto him out of Israel a very great congregation of men and women and children. Do you see that there? Men, great congregation of what? Men and women of and children. The Bible says, for the people wept very sore. Deep down in their heart, they were begging. They were repenting. Genuinely, they were crying. Not just because of their pain, but look at verse uh, 15, talk about their trespasses. Hallelujah. So they were, they were begging God because they were wrong. They were praying and crying for a change. So when we talk about the cry that leads to a change, it can be that cry that you are saying, God, forgive our trespasses. Forgive our sins. Lord, have mercy. Lord, change our story. Lord, forgive us. Lord, have mercy upon us. And the Lord will show mercy in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Joel chapter 2 verse 17. It was a prayer of mercy. Minor prophet Joel again chapter 2 verse number 17. Thank you, Lord. I hope I'm blessing you this morning. Joel chapter 2 verse 17. It says, let the priest, the ministers of the Lord, weep before the porch. Do you see that there? They, weep before, they should weep before the porch and the altar and let them say, what are they going to say? Spare thy people. That is God have mercy. It's the same thing. Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach. Lord, please don't allow us to be reproached. We are begging you for mercy. It says that the Eden should not rule over them. That the enemies, the Eden should not rule over us. It says, wherefore should they say among the people, where is their God? You see how they prayed? Don't allow them to have our, our heritage, oh God. Don't allow us to be reproached in front of these people, oh God. And not only that, oh God, they will in return ask us, where is our God? Lord, we are begging for mercy. Lord, we are pleading. Lord, we are asking for your forgiveness. The Bible says it was a solemn assembly, according to verse 15, that they blow the trumpet. They called that they will sanctify a fast and a solemn assembly to pray this prayer unto the Lord. You see that in verse 15, verse 16, and not to verse 17, they were crying for mercy. It was a cry for mercy. Hallelujah. In Psalm 119 verse 145. Psalm 119 verse 145. Psalm 119 verse 145. I hope you have been blessed this morning. Psalm 119 verse 145. Thank you, Jesus. What a great God we serve. Hallelujah. 119. 
Thank you, Lord. Psalm 119, verse 145. Are you there? What does it say? Let's go together. It says, I cried with my whole heart. You see, sincerity. From the depth of his heart, he was crying. Praise the Lord. The Bible says he cried with his whole heart. Deep down, he was crying. He was begging God for mercy. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. I cried with my whole heart. Do you see that? Praise the Lord. Hear me, O Lord. I will keep my statutes. What was he begging God for? He was begging God for restoration. He says he will keep the statutes of God. In other words, he was begging God. He said, Lord, I want to live for you. I want to do your will. I want to please you. I want to obey you. I want to follow after your word. Lord, I want to maintain a, 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 a godly integrity with you. A relationship that glorifies you. He cried unto the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen to this. One of the things that God, there are two things that God will never re re reject. Number one, your worship. Number two, hallelujah, your tears. Sometimes he might re re reject your, 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 your offerings. You remember we read that, right? Just now. He says, I won't take your offerings. But trust me, your tears, if it is sincere, is a sign of brokenness, is a sign of pain, is a sign of humility. It's a sign of helplessness. It's a sign of repentance. So when you go to God in tears and you are begging, you are pleading, you are asking for help, God will not abandon you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He will not reject you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at 2 Samuel chapter 22, an example of how God accommodated the prayers of his people. How he responded to their tears. How he moved to help them. In 2 Samuel chapter 22, hallelujah. We're reading verse number 7. We're playing with a lot of scripture this morning. And I'm going to finish on time by God's grace. 2 Samuel 22, are we there? Thank you, Lord. Verse number 7. Verse 7, what does it say? It says, in my distress, I called upon the Lord. I cried to my God. And look at what happened. What happened? And he did hear my voice out of his temple. And my cry did enter into his ears. You see that? The Bible says he cried. He prayed in the midst of depression, distress, confusion. In the midst of pain. In the midst of fear. In the midst of trauma. The Bible says the Lord heard. And what does the Lord do? The Bible says the prayer got into the ears of the Lord. And God intervened and God responded. Look at it. He says, in my distress, I call upon the Lord and cried to my God. And he did hear my voice out of his temple. And my cry did enter into his ears. Are we going to cry this morning that our cry, our tears will enter into his ears? That will be our portion this morning and he will hear us in Jesus' name. The Bible says the people of Nineveh in the book of no, uh, Jonah chapter 3 verse number 8. The Bible says that Jonah went to them and proclaimed to them that judgment. I think was it 100 days or 90 days. He said the, the Lord is going to judge you. <laughs> He's going to come and, and bring judgment upon the land. The Bible says when the people heard. Every one of them, including the birds that were there in the land, the cattle, every day, every single thing, the, 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 the animals, everything. 
The Bible says, had a solemn assembly. They fasted, they prayed, and they cried unto the Lord. Look at verse 8. It says, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily. Look at this. They cry how? Mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn one from his evil ways and from the violent that is in their hands. Then look at what they said in verse 9. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fear and fierce anger that we perish not? And verse, verse 10, look at, I love, oh my goodness, God is so sweet. God is so kind. God is so loving and so merciful. With all their wickedness, in fact, when God answered their prayers, the prophet got angry. <laughs> the man that went there to prophesy did not repent. The man that went there to prophesy did not, did not, did not experience this encounter that the people had. In fact, this was the one great revival, the one great crusade, wherein the entire nation got saved, the entire nation repented, and the entire nation had an experience with God. They declared a solemn assembly. They fasted. They begged God. And they prayed. That God will turn away his anger, his end of violence against them. And the Bible says, who can tell? If God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger, that we perish not. Verse number 10, and God saw. Look at this. I love this. I love this. God is such a wonderful father. He says, God turned. The Bible says, he saw their works that they turned from their evil. You see, they don't just cry unto the Lord. But the Bible says, they turned from their evil ways. You see that there? It's there. And they turn from their evil ways. So let's have a solemn assembly. Let's cry unto the Lord and make a turning point. Turn away. Turn away. Have a change. They turn from their evil that, look at this, look at this, that he had said he will do. Hallelujah. Sorry. They turn from their evil ways and God repented of the evil that he had said that he will do unto them and he did it not. Ah! God already says he's going to judge them. He's going to bring evil upon them. But because they changed their ways, God also changed. Because, listen, they changed their ways. They repented. They cried for mercy. God turned away their cal calamities from them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, I pray that the Lord will turn away every form of sorrow, every form of shame, every form of death that the devil wants to bestow upon you. The Lord will turn it away in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May I say this to you that God answer prayers. God answer prayers. God is a deliverer. God will help you. If you look at the book of Luke chapter 18 verse number 7, the Bible says that God answer prayers. He answered the cry and the tears of his people. Luke chapter 18, hallelujah, verse number 7. Thank you, Lord. 18 verse 7, are we there? It says, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him? Praise the Lord. This was when Jesus was talking about prayer. Amen. And he says, Shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him? Though he be along with them, God will show us mercy. He will avenge us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He will help us. In Job 29, 11 and 12. Job chapter 29, verse 11 and 12. We're breaking through. We're breaking through. Hallelujah. Job, Job, Job. Hallelujah. Chapter 9. Did I say chapter 29? 29, pardon me. 29 verse 11 and 12. Job 29. Are we there? Thank you, Lord. 11 and 12. Hallelujah. It says, because, verse 11. I just joined to 12. Verse 11. It says, and says, when the ear heard me, then it blessed me. Do you see that? When the ear heard me, then it blessed me. 
And when the eyes saw me, it gave witness to me. Why? There is a reason. It says, verse 12, because I delivered the poor that cried. I delivered, God delivered the poor that cried. And the fatherless, and him that had none to help him. God will deliver you in the name of Jesus. If you are a poor crying today, you are poor in your heart, you are poor in spirit, or you are financially broke, physically poor, whatever the condition of poverty might be, if you cry unto the Lord, the Lord will hear you cry in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you are a fatherless today, spiritually you are fatherless, physically you have lost your, your parent or your father, and you have no guide, if you cry unto the Lord, the Lord will hear you today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the helpless, the helpless, if you cry unto the Lord, the Lord will help you, he will hear you today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are not alone and the Lord will not allow you to be hurt. Psalm 22 verse 5. Psalm 22 verse 5. Thank you Jesus. You are great. You are great. Yes, you are. Holy one. You walked upon the sea. You raised the dead. You reign in majesty. Mighty God. Everything written about you is great. You are 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 great. Oh, you are great. You are great. Lord, you are great. Everything written about you is great. Psalm 22, verse number 5. What does it say? It says, they cried unto the Lord. They cried unto thee. And where what? They were delivered. There is deliverance in the house today in Jesus' name. If you cry unto the Lord, the Lord will deliver you. I say, if you cry unto the Lord, the Lord will deliver you. Don't go and cry to a man and you are kneeling there, you are begging there. And as soon as you turn your back, they are talking about you, pointing their fingers against you. Say, look at him. He was crying and making nonsense here. If I, 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 was ju I just answered him, but, but I'm not going to do anything. I, I can't help him. They'll make fun of you and they'll ridicule you. But if you cry unto your God, he will not ridicule you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He will not talk about you. He will not put you to shame. They cried unto thee, and they were delivered. Hallelujah. They trusted in thee. And were not what? They were not disappointed. They were not confounded. You will not be disappointed in the name of Jesus. You will not be put to shame in the name of Jesus. But you will be delivered in Jesus name. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Don't be moved by the, the threat of the enemies. These people did the right thing. In the midst of their idolatry, in the midst of their bondage, they cried unto the Lord and God intervened. Psalm 120 verse 1. Psalm 120 verse 1. Thank you, Jesus. What a great God we serve. Faithful in all his ways. Psalm 120. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Psalm 120. So, well, Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. I might not know what you're going through, but Almighty God knows exactly what you're going through. Cry unto him. So, Pastor, you don't know my pain. You don't know exactly what I'm feeling. I know it's right. But look at Psalm 120. What does it say? I love this account from verse 1. I'll just get quickly. What does it say? It says, in my distress, I cried unto the Lord, and he what? He heard me. Praise the Lord. 
Verse 2. He delivered my soul. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from thy lying lips and from the deceitful tongues. And there are many other things that he, the, 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 the psalmist here was praying about that God wrought deliverance for him. The Lord will deliver you. If he did it for others, he will also do the same for you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And do you know, beloved, that there is blessing? There is blessing when we cry unto the Lord. There is blessing. Enormous blessing whenever we cry unto the Lord. Hallelujah. When God see our tears and hear our voices, praise the Lord. God will move on our behalf. Luke chapter 6 verse 21. Luke chapter 6. Luke, yes, chapter 6 verse 21. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 6. Are we there? Verse 21. What does it say? Hallelujah. It says, blessed. Do you see that there? Blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall what? Be filled. But then it says what? Blessed are ye that what? That weep now. If you are crying now, there is a blessing. The Bible says, ye shall what? Ye shall laugh. For ye shall laugh. So if you cry now, if you weep now, trust me, you are going to laugh pretty soon. You are going to celebrate pretty soon. You are going to rejoice pretty soon. You are going to celebrate pretty soon. Beloved, it doesn't matter where you find yourself. Even if you are an unbeliever, you are hearing me. Under the sound of my voice, I want to give you this assurance. If you cry unto the Lord, God will hear you. He will answer you. The Bible says the Philistines, they took the, um, the Ark of the Covenant away from, from the children of Israel. And they were dying. They were having pile. They were having all kinds of plague that came upon them. And the Bible says they cried unto the God of Israel. Can you imagine that? These unbelievers... Who took the ark of God, which is the presence of God. And the judgment of God came upon them. They cried unto the Lord, according to 1 Samuel chapter 5. You can see that from verse 11 to verse 12. 1 Samuel chapter 5, verse 11 to verse 12. When they cried unto the Lord, the Bible says God showed mercy and gave them insight and instruction as to how they should return the ark of the Lord back to the people of God. Why? Because God will not reject or refuse your cry. Praise the name of the Lord. God will not what? Reject or refuse your cry. Hallelujah. When other nations repented, God showed them mercy. You can see that in the book of Joel chapter 2 verse 14. And the Bible says in Jonah chapter 3 verse number 10. That when they repented, God showed them mercy. God provided mercy for them. God helped them. God restored and God intervened and changed their story. That will be your case in Jesus name. You will encounter the Lord. I say you will encounter the Lord. You will encounter the Lord. Look at Gideon. He had an angelic visitation on behalf of God's people. God validated his status that he is a mighty man of valor. God changed his present condition as a mighty man of valor. Hallelujah. From a grinder to a mighty man. Listen, beloved, no condition is permanent. Amen. No condition is permanent. Let people, let people assume and take it for granted today. Let them conclude on you today. Tomorrow is a credit. Amen. Don't allow your present negative condition to destroy your brighter and glorious future. Don't allow it. Don't allow any negative condition negative present condition to destroy your brighter tomorrow hallelujah tomorrow is a credit you see one major thing that i discover in in this also is that despite all that they were going through god still loved them despite all that they were going through god still make a way for them praise the lord and let me give you just two more verses and then we're gonna pray it reminds me about joseph 
The Bible says that Joseph was held in fetters. He was in bondage. He was in prison. But while he was there, he continuously, steadfastly depended on God Almighty until the word of the Lord came. Do you know that the word of the Lord came to Gideon and said to him, Thou mighty man of valor. Go back to chapter 6 of the book of uh, Judges. Let's see that there. Hallelujah. The angel said unto him, verse 12, and said unto him what? The Lord is with thee. Hallelujah. In the midst of whatever they were going to go, he's with thee. And he says, thou mighty man of valor. Do you see that there? The angel said, you are a mighty man. The same way also the word of the Lord came to Joseph while he was in prison. He was in prison. But the Bible says the Lord sent his word. Hallelujah. And then the Bible says right from that moment he was delivered. Praise the Lord. He was set free. The Bible also said he sent his word and healed them. If I look at Psalm 105, what I'm saying, I don't just want to say it. Psalm 105. Let's look at it quickly. Verse 19. Thank you, Lord. Second to last, Psalm 105, verse number 19. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Are we there? Verse 19. Take it from verse... Um, okay, verse 17. He says, verse 17 to 19. He sent a man before them, even Joseph. You see that there? Whenever God gives you a word, take that word and run with it. Whenever God gives you a word, depend on that word. Tie your life and your destiny, everything to that word. God said to Gideon, you are a mighty man of valor. That should have ended the story. But you see, God was so merciful because the destiny of the nation was upon him. So he accommodated and tolerated him to do all sorts of things and requested for many other things. But the word that came was settled and the deliverance eventually came. Praise the Lord. He went around and destroyed the father's idols and delivered the people of God and the hand of God moved. And the same word was what came to Joseph. The Bible says in verse 17 now, Psalm 105 verse 17, he sent a man before them, even Joseph. You see that there? Who was what? He was sold as a servant. Can you imagine the condition of Joseph? God is sending you. He didn't say get up and go. In fact, the way he sent you is for you to be what? To be sold as a what? As a slave, a servant. Ah, the ways of God. <laughs> they are strange. If God would do that to you, say, You devil, I am not a slave. I bind you. God says, That's my way. That's my way. That's my way. <laughs> the ways of God are not the ways of man. You see, when you read the Bible, sometimes you see strange things that will make you, it will just, they will break you down. It's like, Say, I am anointed. Oh, I'm a firebrand believer. I'm a child of God. God said, yes. Joseph was also anointed. A child of God. A firebrand believer. But God says, the channel through which I will send you ahead is through slavery. You know why God had to pass Joseph all through this? Many reasons. Because the man was going to be a head of a nation. He was going to be on the throne. Now, if God did not humble this man through this, if God did not pass him through all of this, that time that his brother showed up, he would have killed all of them. If you read the book of Genesis, he said something very interesting. He said you thought it for evil, but God turned it for good. And not only that, he says that, look at it, in fact, we just read it here, that the Lord sent a man before them. 
Praise the Lord. But one of the major things that Joseph said at the end, he says, God sent me ahead to preserve you. How can God dare to send you to preserve other people if you don't love them? If you don't have the heart for them. If you are not humble. You don't have compassion. You don't care. You don't have love. So God had to pass him through all of this. Sending them before his people as a slave. He was sold as a servant. Not only that, look at it. Whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron. So now Joseph had a very terrible experience that if anyone will come to him and say, Brother Joe, this is what we're going through. Man, we're in pain. He knows exactly what it is. We're in shame. He knows exactly what it is. Oh, we are tired. He knows. Oh, we're in prison. Oh, we are being lied upon. Oh, we're embarrassed. Joseph went through it. He had a, a complete experience. So he knew exactly what they were talking about. Impoverishment, poverty, famine, lack and want. And so when he saw his brother, every ego within him has already been destroyed. So there was nothing else he could do but to love them and help them. When he saw his brothers. He said, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron, verse 9. Until, do you see that there? So throughout the channels of God's own process, all of this will, he will have to go through until a particular time. What is the time? The time that what? His word came. Until the time that his word came, what happened? The word of the Lord what? Tried him. You see that there? Have you ever allowed the word of the Lord to try you? And that was what was happened with Gideon. The word of the Lord came to him and says, Thou mighty man of valor. Praise the Lord. And then the word of the Lord is going to try him through and through. And he says, ah, if I'm a mighty man, why all this trouble? Why all this headache? Why will God allow this? What happened to the testimonies? Listen to this now. He was asking two things. You remember we mentioned that. Why are we going through what we're going through? But he didn't stop there. He tell, he, he, look, look at this. He increased the, 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 the thing. He took it to the level of he, um, sort of like inquiring about the integrity of God. It's like, what about all the miracles that our forefathers told us that God did and God was standing in front of him? Can you imagine that? The Bible says Joseph the word tried him. And look at what happened. Hallelujah. I wish I have time to break this. This is so sweet. Verse 20. The king sent and lose him. You see that there? After the Lord has already finished his work, he'd gone through the trying time and process. The Bible says the king went, sent and what? And lose him. You'll be loose this day in Jesus' name. Even the ruler of the people and let him go how? Free. He didn't stop there. Verse 21. He made him lord of his heritage and ruler of all his what? His substance. Ah! Lord of his heritage, ruler of his substance. How did this come about? Different channels. When the word of the Lord came, there was deliverance right away. When the word of the Lord came, that was the end of the process. When the, Lord, the word of the Lord came, that was a time of fulfillment of the majesty and the, the promises, the mandate of God upon his life. Equally so with Gideon. The day that the Lord showed up, the word of the Lord came and said, Thou mighty man of valor. In fact, that was what marked the end of all the, the calamities and all the attacks from the, the Ammonite and the Midianites. That, 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 that comes to an end because God said, Go in this thy might. Go. Go in this thy might. Which might? The power that has been bestowed upon you. I have shown my mercy. I have forgiven your people. And now I'm restoring them. And I'm going to use you to bring forth the breakthrough. 
The Bible says he will destroy Midian with one. He say, he say, he says like one man. Can you imagine? He's going to destroy an entire nation as if you're destroying one man. How is that going? God is a mystery. God is a mysterious God. How can one man do this? And the Bible says he went and destroyed the altars of his fathers, destroyed everything. The name changed to Jerobal. Many mighty things happened. Praise the Lord. Finally, beloved, let me draw your attention to Psalm 1, uh, Psalm, Psalm 66. We're done with Psalm 105, verse 19, and uh, see Psalm 66. I want us to bridge this particular verse. Hallelujah. And I want to encourage you this morning, if only you will cry unto the Lord. And say, Lord, I have suffered like Gideon suffered. I have suffered like Israel suffered. But Lord, change my status. Change my story. Change my life. Are we there? Verse number 12. Psalm 66, verse number 12. <sighs> hmm. Take it from verse um, 10 to 12. For thou, O God, has proved us. Do you see that there? <laughs> when we read the book of one, uh, Psalm 105, verse 18, 17, 18, 19, he says, the word tried Joseph, right? Now look at God is saying, the word of God is saying, Psalmist is saying, he had proved us. Praise the Lord. It is the same word that showed up for Gideon. You have proved us. Thou has what? Tried us. <laughs> you see the same thing there? The word that tried him. Now the, the Lord is saying, I mean, the psalmist is saying, that was proved us, that was tried us as silver is tried. Verse 11 now. Thou brought us us into the net. The word there is trap. Difficulties. Hard times. God, you allow us to go through difficulties. Hard time. Problematic experiences. Embarrassment. Abuse. Shameful and disgraceful experiences. Thou laidst affliction upon our loins. We turn on the left, trouble, on the right, trouble, problem. Lord, why am I going through this? God, am I the only one serving you? But God, why did you do this to me? God, I'm tired. I'm tired. No, don't give up. You're almost there. Turn to your neighbor say, You're almost there. One more time, say, We're almost there. You know, the Bible says something in the New Testament, right? It says, after you have suffered a while, the Lord will what? He will strengthen you. He will establish you. And he will set to you. Three things. After you have suffered a while, he will set to you. He will establish you. He will strengthen you. Whoa! I can't wait. Don't your neighbor say, I can't wait. So I'm going to cry my crying today. I'm going to shed my own tears. Because I know pretty soon I will get there. Look at this. He says that, he says, thou hast caused men. After the affliction and after all the difficulties, he says, thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. Some people come and insult you. Some people come, they disrespected you. Some people come, they talk to you anyhow. They trash you as if you were a non-entity. 
All because you are serving God. All because you are a pastor. All because you are a church leader. Or maybe because you are a pastor's wife. Or maybe because you are a church worker. Or maybe because you want to serve God, you are a believer. Just because you don't want to do certain things. And they think you are a fool. They think you are a non-entity. They call you stupid. They curse you. They abuse you. And they maltreat you. They, they, they embarrass you. They don't even know that you are going through a process. That was caused men to ride over us. Over our head. Hey, let him shut up. Don't talk that nonsense. Leave us alone. You should not be even talking right now when we're talking. Who do you think you are? You religious bunch. Get out of my face. And you go home, you feel so abused, you feel so bad. It's like somebody just break, just break down your ego and just tear you and shame you publicly. Don't worry about it. It's a matter of time. Praise the Lord. God will glorify himself. Hallelujah. Just cry and shed your tears unto the Lord, and things will change in Jesus' name. He said, that was caused men to ride over our heads. He says, we went through fire. We went through what? Fire! And through what? Water! You think that you're going to get burnt. He says, no, 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 no. You're not going to be burnt. Remember the Bible says, God says, you will go through the fire, you shall not be what? Isaiah said that. You say you will go through the river, you shall not be what? You will not drown. You will not be born. You will not. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went through the fire without a smell. Not even through. They went into the fire without the smell of smoke. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus and his disciples, he walked upon the sea. They thought they were going to die. There was no loss of life. The Bible says is the consuming fire. The Bible says is the fountain of living water. So how can the consuming fire allow you to die in the midst of ordinary fire? No. This consuming fire will consume ordinary fire. This fountain of living water can dry up all other water around you and you will not drown in Jesus' name. We went through fire and through water. The Bible says, but, 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 but. Woo! Thou broughtest. Do you see that there? Thou broughtest. I love the King James English. It's difficult, but it's sweet. <laughs> Thou what? Broughtest us. <laughs> Did you hear that? He didn't just say, Thou brought us. He says, Thou broughtest us. What? Out into a what? A wealthy place. Hallelujah. A wealthy place. A wealthy place. A place of shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. A place of wholesomeness. A place of abundance. A place of prosperity. A place of righteousness. A place of holiness. A place of joy, abundance. The Bible says it's a place of, 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 of victory. A wealthy place. A wealthy place is the presence of God. A wealthy place is the shalom of God. A wealthy place is the hand of God, the provision of God, the move of God, the blessings of God, the provision. You name it. Whatever you are trusting God for. The healing of God, the miracle of God, deliverance of God, blessing. Anything you've been believing God for over the years that you've been behind the limelight, that is the wealthy place. A wealthy place of abundance. A wealthy place of peace. A wealthy place of assurance. A wealthy place of victory. A wealthy place of deliverance. A wealthy place of excellence. A wealthy place of joy. A wealthy place of prosperity. A wealthy place of good health. A wealthy place of breakthrough. 
A wealthy place of the hand and the move of God. A wealthy place of greatness and promotion. A wealthy place of peace and joy in your marriage. He brought us to a wealthy place. A wealthy place of righteousness and purity and sinlessness. After all that you have gone through, you will get to that wealthy place in Jesus' name. That wealthy place is your place. I say that wealthy place is your place. I say that wealthy place is your place. It's time for us to cry. The Bible says the children of Israel, they cry unto the Lord. And when we cry unto the Lord, beloved, I want to assure you, God will hear our cry, and that cry will lead to a change in the name of Jesus. God will hear your cry. He will change your health. He will change your finances. He will change your life. He will change your marriage, your home, your destiny, your character. He will change your career. He will change your every, everything that has to do with you will experience a change. Change is imminent. Are we ready to cry unto the Lord today? We're going to sing the song again. Hear my cry. Oh Lord, attend unto my prayers. From the ends of the earth, from the ends of the earth, will I cry? Will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed, O God? When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock. Lead me to the rock that is higher than high. Higher than I, that is higher than I. Hear my cry, hear my cry, oh Lord. Attend unto my prayers from the ends of the earth, from the ends of the earth. Well, I cried unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed, when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock, lead me to the rock. That is higher than high. That is higher than high. That is higher than high. One more time. Hear my cry, O oh Lord. Attend unto my prayer. From the ends of the earth, from the ends of the earth, will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock, lead me to the rock that is higher than I, higher than I, that is higher, oh, that is higher than I, that is higher than I, that is higher than I, that is higher than high. Can we pray this morning? Whatever sin that we may have sinned or have been sinning against God that has caused him to give, give, give us up to the, the Midianite or the Ammonite, we're going to beg God for mercy. Whatever thing, whatever idol, whatever life we may have lived that has exposed us to suffering, exposed us to pain, exposed us to difficulties, exposed us to, to, to trouble, I want us to pray this morning, beloved. I want us to cry unto the Lord this morning. I want every one of us uh, to pray right now. You can call up in the name of the Lord. Wherever you find yourself, take a posture at your house, maybe in your living room, 
maybe maybe you are at a church and you're watching this session i want us to pray together and ask god for mercy ask god for mercy the bible said the children of israel they cry unto the lord and the lord heard them lord we are asking for mercy oh god we are begging for your mercy oh god have mercy upon us oh god have mercy lord we are begging for mercy have mercy oh god lord we are begging for mercy have mercy upon the church have mercy upon my life have mercy upon the leaders have mercy upon the workers have mercy upon the pastors have mercy upon the overseer have mercy upon their family have mercy upon every church family have mercy upon our families have mercy upon our nations have mercy upon the body of christ have mercy upon every one of us oh god calling upon you this morning at this sound of our voice lord we want a cry that will cause a change and that is why we are begging anyway we have forsaken you anyway we have sinned against you lord we repent oh god lord we repent oh god lord, we repent oh god father we know what the problem is just like you said to gideon oh god because of their iniquity father lord we are not asking oh god we are all the miracles father we know they are real then they are still available we are not asking oh god almighty where are all the signs of wonders oh god that our forefathers told us about we know they are true and they are real father we know what is the problem father lord our sin has separated from you oh god according to some uh, uh, isaiah 59 your hands are not short that you cannot help your ears are not deaf that you cannot hear but our iniquity has separated us from you lord we are begging for mercy oh we are begging for mercy have mercy have mercy have mercy have mercy have mercy lord have mercy upon our minds our hearts our thoughts our ways our decision our lifestyle every sin have mercy any form of idol anyone or anything that we may have taken oh god put them in place of you or before you have mercy have mercy have mercy have mercy have mercy Yizaromi tokobalem Sabarande, Masi Lord, Isha Legoska Parlendu of Rembre Kutolia, Membro do Hilegibasco, Proti, Legani Kishkatu, Izelegere Kamamba, Rodohitele, Hitelega La Juadela, 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 Nu, Juale Danu Seketeli Agadon, Juadela Nu Seketeli Agadon, Embempre de Lehus of Paralandi, Masi Lobos, Capare, Caparenta Ros, Caparenta Rosa, Caparenta Rosa. Cabarenta Rosa, Cabarenta Rosa, Ikelabarro, Prakadesia, Mendorobo Sabrameshi, Kepra de Badosh, Kedirbe Sabrabash, Lepra Catorian Paparoca, Cabrevere, Caprabesh, Etorobo Sabrabe, have mercy. Oh God, have mercy for our sins. Whatever sin, the sin of pride, the sin of sexual immorality, the sin of worldliness, the sin of lying, the sin of deceitfulness, the sin of God of idolatry and adultery, the sin of jealousy, hatred, backbiting, the sin of fornication, the sin of worldliness, the sin of covetousness, the sin of lying and stealing, the sin of God Almighty. Sin in whatever way, sin in whatever form. We are begging, Lord, have mercy oh god every iniquity in our lives in our hearts every abomination in our heart in our lives we are begging we are begging we are begging we are pleading we are pleading oh god don't give us up to millions oh god don't give us up to the amalekites don't give us up to our enemies oh lord we are your sons and daughters we are begging oh god we are running to your arm of mercy we are running to your arms of love 
Father, we pray for a change. Have mercy and change our lives, O God. Have mercy and change our situation, O God. Have mercy and change our conditions, O God. Have mercy and change our lifestyle, O God. Have mercy and change our hearts, O God. Have mercy and change our homes, O God. Have mercy and change our church, O God. Have mercy and change our community, O God. Have mercy and change, O God Almighty, our heart condition. Have mercy and change our family. Have mercy, O God, and change our spiritual condition. Have mercy, O God, and grant unto us grace. Have mercy, Lord, and restore. Have mercy, Lord, and help us to encounter you. Have mercy, Lord God Almighty. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy, O God, upon our family, upon our marriage, upon our health. Have mercy, Lord, and intervene. Have mercy, Lord, and cause us, O God, to triumph. Picha lagadei, i kalomri amona dekele beskure amandi arabausia, e karamba bodo helia bodoshia, rikus karika mosia la rikus karima osia leriu, mabri bo ribo yekele boskandro, Lord of mercy Lord. Lord, when our heart is overwhelmed, lead us to the rock that is higher than I. Lord, attend unto our prayers, O God. Hear our cry, O God. Father, change our heart condition, change our church condition, change our family condition, change our life condition, change our financial condition, change our spiritual condition, change, oh God, change, let there be a change, let there be a change, our character, our will, oh God, change, oh God, have mercy, Lord, and have mercy, Lord, and have mercy, Lord, and have mercy, Lord, change us, oh God, have mercy, Lord, and help us to be at the center of your word, have mercy lord to be at the center of your will have mercy lord god to understand you and know you have mercy god and help us to live for you have mercy oh god help us to be obedient have mercy god help us to destroy the idols in our lives have mercy lord help us to destroy the idol in our homes the idol in our church maybe we ourselves are idol money may have become idol things may have become idol sin may have become idol pleasures of this life may have become idol lord let there be a change let there be a change. Let there be a change. Let there be a change. Holy Ghost, have mercy and let there be a change. 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 Oh, Lida Dora Magenia, oh, Ramprente Kilebo Shabam, Antio Kamba Bamba Revesovria, Vretitorovo Sarabi Bale, Jean de Rebesurabacante Rebesurambe di Eladada, Renketegaligescarabatito Rambele, Zem Riva Frafodu Zagata, Izagata, Izagata, Izagate. Isagata isagate la baruko tariemele gentilo kabarande befufa vanti rebesufa fikeliba zavivu anakushe kasho vanfo kinda delia megedeza vogateli agaduse prebedulie oh la membre dele la membre de bruba kalabrenderebe holy spirit we worship you we worship you jembri badolo zari koparalam 
Lord, you are our God. We take no other God before thee, but you and you alone. Father, strengthen our hearts, strengthen our mind, strengthen our ways. Lord, show us the path that we should go in this life so that we will live the life that glorifies you. We will live the life that will please you. Father, we will live according to your word. Father, Lord, God Almighty, we will humble ourselves to you and run back to your holy hands. Lord, have mercy. Help us, O oh God, that our lives will never be the same. Let there be a change, a change that will glorify you. A change that will ch cause our life, O oh God, to be a testimony and evidence of your faithfulness. We love you this morning. Thank you, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lift up your hands everywhere in the house. And those of you who are watching, stretch your hand towards the screen. And we're going to pray simple prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this wonderful morning. Thank you for your word that has come out like hammer, like fire. The word that has instructed us, oh God. That has opened our eyes and revealed to us our condition. And the need, oh God, for us to cry. And Father, we come before you with holy tears. And sincere heart condition. We beg you for your forgiveness. We beg you for your mercy. Anything that has been an idol in our life, anything that may have taken your place, any sin and any idol and any pleasures of life, whether animate or inanimate objects, Lord, we have asked for mercy. Forgive us, have mercy, pardon us in Jesus' name. Let that thing be removed in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit of the living God, we are begging you in the name of Jesus. That Father, what we have lost over the years because of sin that has caused men to ride over us, we ask, so oh God, you remove away in Jesus' name any sin that is standing our way, oh God, that has been standing against us, and we have lost so much. We pray, God, that sin be removed away in Jesus' name. Father, the years that we have lost, we pray that God will bring us to a wealthy place. We will bring us to a wealthy place. Father, we pray for restoration. There was restoration, Lord God, in Nineveh. There was restoration in the life of Job. There was restoration, oh God Almighty, in the life of the people of Israel. There was restoration for Gideon. Therefore, we beg, oh God, for divine restoration. We beg for divine restoration. We beg for ministerial res restoration. We beg, oh God, for spiritual restoration. We beg for family restoration. We beg, oh God, for financial restoration. We beg for marital restoration. We beg for restoration in our health. We beg for everything that we have lost. We pray for double, oh God, for our trouble. We pray for revival. We pray, God, for breakthrough. We pray, God, for deliverance. We pray, God, for excellence. Restore, 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 restore the joy of our salvation. Restore the joy of our salvation. Restore our consecration. Restore our first love. Restore our worship. Restore our commitment unto you. Restore our Bible study. Restore our prayer life. Restore our worship. Restore our first love. Don't let the world take us away. Don't give us up to captivity. Don't give us up to the hands of the enemy. Satan has no good desire for us. Father, Lord, snatch us away from backsliding. Those who have gone away, snatch them away, oh God. 
bring them back to you bring them back to your love bring them back to your word bring them back to your will father lord lord take away covetousness from us take away worldly passion from us take away the desire of material things from us we want to desire you we want to love you. We want to come after you. We want to live for you. We want to please you. Your word of God says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto us. Father, we want to seek you. We want to seek your kingdom. We want to seek your righteousness. And that God thinks will come after us. Father, we don't want to go seek after things. But we are seeking after you this morning. Lord, restore us, O God. We thank you for healing. We thank you for deliverance. We thank you for breakthrough. We thank you for revival. We thank you for peace. We thank you for grace. We thank you for the word. We thank you for joy. Speak in tongues for a minute. Just pray in the spirit for a minute. Le riba braba de levosia, y que libando robo siempre bebedua dendia, le que de gescoto robo siempre bija, da que limacho anderebe. Father, this week and this month, we will triumph. This week and this month, we will possess our possession. Father, our word has come. Our word has come today. Father, we will go into a wealthy place. Father, we will be free today in the name of Jesus. We decree freedom today. We decree liberty today. Father, we decree freedom. Father, we decree the throne today. That Father, we will get to the throne. We will get to the wealthy place today. In the name of Jesus. A wealthy place. A place of breakthrough. A place for spiritual health. A place for physical health. A place for spiritual wealth. A place for spiritual wealth. Physical wealth. Mental wealth. Emotional wealth. Relational wealth. Ministerial wealth. Family wealth. That wealthy place will be our portion. That wealthy place will be our possession. In the name of Jesus. We celebrate you this morning. We celebrate you. Father, we are not going to query your integrity. We are not going to query your, your power and your presence. We know there is still miracle. There is still healing. There is still deliverance. There is still signs and wonders. Thank you, Lord, for you are so faithful. You've been faithful, Lord. From the ages past, oh, that is why your name is forever. You've been faithful, God. You've been faithful, Lord. From the ages past, oh, that is why your name is forever. You've been faithful, Lord. You've been faithful, Lord. From the ages past. That is why your name, that is why your name, use for him. You alone are worthy, Lord. You alone are worthy, Lord. To be praised and adored. To be praised. You alone are worthy, God. You alone are worthy, God. To be praised. Oh, you alone are worthy, God. You alone are worthy, God. 
to be praised and adored to be praised. Oh, you alone are worthy, God. You alone are worthy to be praised and adored to be praised. You alone are worthy, God. You alone are worthy to be praised and adored. You be faithful, God. You be faithful, Lord. From the ages past, from the ages past. Oh, that is why your name is for one more time. Oh, you be faithful, God. You be faithful, Lord. From the ages past. Oh, that is why your name. Is forever. You've been faithful, Lord. You've been faithful, Lord. From the hedges that is why your name is forever. We thank you, Lord, for all that you have done. We celebrate your faithfulness. We celebrate your patience and your love towards us. We celebrate, oh God, your kindness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for accommodating and accepting us back to your fold. Thank you for your restoration. Thank you, God, for revealing the secret and the reason why we were struggling. Thank you, God, for helping us out of it. Father, you don't just reveal, but you help us out. You are a God of mercy. Your word says your mercies endure it forever. Not only that, O oh God Almighty, you are the God of mercy. And your word, O oh God, says your mercy and your kindness is from generation to generation. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Blessed be your name. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. We want to thank God for this day. We want to appreciate God for his faithfulness. And those of you out there joining us, we thank you for being part of what God is doing in the house. God richly bless you. We appreciate your time and your sacrifice. And we're kindly asking you to send us your testimonies as to what God has done for you so that we will continue to celebrate the faithfulness of God upon your life. And we will exalt and continue to pray unto the Lord God Almighty for your life and for your family. Hallelujah. We thank you so much. And please feel